You're listening to Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Ducklander Calls, tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430, episode 158. Yes, that's right, I had to check my notes just to make sure. And you know what, we've got a great show for you tonight, especially for the people that are in Ontario. Um, to our millions and millions of fans that listen below uh, the border, uh, you're going to have to bear with us on this one because, uh, well, you can still shop here, but... Uh, the chances are you probably won't, but mostly for our, our listeners in Ontario and in Canada, um, we've got Andrew Adams coming to us, a new company called Halstow. Um, we'll dive into that and, and get to know more about that uh, in a few minutes, but hey, he's still here. I don't know. I don't, I'm really starting to wonder if me and Philly are just losers that have nothing else better to do <laughs> than come on this show because we're the only ones that are consistently coming on this show. Mark, Ryan, and Dave are just, they're, they're obviously the cool popular kids because they never show up. Me and you are <laughs> losers, Phil. I, I'm, I'm just convinced I got nothing better to do. <laughs> and uh, so Philly's coming to us all the way from Port Perry, um, which is just down the road for me. And we've got Andrew Adams coming to us, I'm assuming, all the way from Fergus. Fergus, that's right, yeah. Yeah, coming to us from Fergus, Ontario, home of, also this new company so let's get right into it andrew buddy like first off um welcome to the show we met Thanks. andrew at the grimsby du event uh just a, a few weeks ago which was a, a great event um we didn't get the people that we thought we were going to see but uh i've been talking to them and and i think they've got a plan for next year that's going to make it even better so, uh, so anyways, we'll, we can talk. It was a great later. time regardless. It was a great time. Yeah, it was, it was an awesome time. Yeah, actually. Um, cause it was sort of kind of new to you, um, oh, that, yeah. that type of event and, and we get there Friday and Philly knows all of how this stuff all rolls out, but we get there Friday and everyone sets up and as soon as everyone's set up, then it's just pints being being open my, my and, tent went flying too so that yeah. was that was fun yeah yeah we had a there was we had a pretty good draft to win and so we're all sitting around up by my camper and and having pints and watching andrew and matt put their tents up and <laughs> only guys trailer. <laughs> so, so we didn't help we just stood there and laughed and and poked fun of them like you would but anyways andrew buddy tell us about hallstone so First off, the first thing I want to know is why did you try to get into this world? That that's my first question. Why? Uh, you know what? It's an accumulation of things. Um, I got into waterfowl. A uh, good friend of mine, uh, David, kept inviting me out for years uh, to go waterfowl hunting. And one year, I finally went. I, I met this great guy, Warren, who was my mentor, and he taught me a lot uh, about waterfowl hunting. And I came to love it and got hooked like all of us usually do and uh unfortunately he passed um and i was sitting there thinking about hunting and we all went up to nine mile lake up in perry sound 
And when I was up there, I started thinking about, you know, all the difficulties we're having getting our gear out there and uh, across the marsh and started thinking about, you know, the gear that we're using. And then after that trip, I came back and it was around St. Patty's Day and I'm sitting there talking to my wife and I was telling her about like, you know, the issues I was having with my equipment. And we started talking about it and I said, you know what, I'd really like to design some gear that solves the problems that waterfowlers are facing. So as we got more into it, I started seeing things on Instagram and YouTube and crazy stuff when it came to field hunting with, you know, guys having to use their blinds or layout blinds to drag their decoys in and out. They, you know, can't get on the fields because it's, you know, winter wheat or whatever. And we started to talk about all the issues and trying to think of solutions. So what my background is, is uh, medical logistics and my wife is in medical as well. So we started incorporating a lot of our experience in medical with my experience in waterfowl hunting and hunting all around. So we decided to come out with the extraction bag that we had at the show, which is a mm-hmm. big bag. It's got yeah, like big, big, big of fridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big and it's great. Bag. It's all around for, you know, you use it for even big game, but decoys getting uh, primarily it's for getting your geese in and out of the field when you can't drive on it or use a trailer. Or dead and, hookers, you can pull those out with that too. Like sure, you can. <laughs> two, two or three, easy. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have a soul either. You got a so neighbor you don't matter. like or something like that, but yeah. yeah. So, so really, Ex- we just expose. <laughs> well, anyways, carry on. So, we we just try to incorporate our knowledge into the gear that we make here in Ontario. And like, we only make our gear in Ontario. Like we, we hit North American, we're not doing anything overseas and we want to keep it that way. And Mm -hmm. it's been a challenge, you know, but we're working through it and we're really focused on coming out with new products because, you know, you go to many stores, like there's stuff that comes out, but it's, there's nothing that's out of the ordinary. And ours is like a new way of thinking. Like we came out okay. with the family pack and that got a lot of attention at the show. Mm-hmm. New way of carrying ammunition for A-frames and layout blinds. Yep. And some people like it. Some people trying to get their head around it. Yeah. But once they try it, they look. So. Well, yeah. And and don't don't let any of that dissuade you um, in, in moving forward, right? Because there's always going to be someone that's going to throw some shade on you. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the, somebody is always going to go, well, that, why would you do that? Or, you know, that's that's stupid. Right. Because and mm-hmm. and and I get it. Like there's some fellas, they just don't understand it. And that's fine. There's still people that are p- using Javex jugs um, out on the water and just throwing some black paint on them to try and bring geese uh-huh. in. Right. That, so there's going to be people that are that are just they don't see the point in spending money when you can jerry rig something. Right. So. Don't, right. don't don't let that ever hold you back no we, we push through it like we've we've gone to a lot of shows this year mostly gun shows and it, it's been ups and downs i've had a lot of support had a lot of like you know backlash from some of the older generation of hunters and that that's that's something we kind of expected yeah and it, it's fine you know everyone's entitled to their opinion and mm-hmm. we, we actually appreciate the feedback even when it's negative because when we get constructive criticism it lets us know one, we're on to something and we need to improve on it. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to improve on anything unless we get feedback, good yeah, or bad. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. 
So we're really just trying to come up with new innovative ideas for waterfowl hunting primarily and hunting all around as well. So, so um sorry, I just something caught my eye. Um so material wise, um what so your stitching and and your material um so I know I know you're saying that you're you're going about it, you're looking at it in a different way and and you're you're designing things um thinking outside of the box for for lack of a better term, right? <laughs> um so are you are you incorporating um better material is your stitching better you know like what what is it that 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 are that's the hook i guess that that people are going to say well listen because so and and we're we'll call the spade a spade and we'll we'll you know so why wouldn't somebody go to cabela's or or bass pro to buy a bag uh but they should come to you and I, and I'm assuming that your bag would be more expensive than what the bag would be at at Bass Pro or or Cabela's right so why why would you want or how are you selling people to come to you instead of going and buying um a cheaper bag okay well first off I, I appreciate the question yeah and I don't want to bash any company whatsoever that's not what no. we're about okay yeah yeah um everyone has their processes and they do what their SOPs would allow them to do for uh, procurement, for manufacturing. Yeah. For us, um, when we first started, before we decided, no, we're going to make this in Canada, we went to the Philippines. Okay. Yeah. And the quality just wasn't there. And it's nothing against the Philippines. It's just, it wasn't what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. So when we decided we're going to stick to Canada, it was a long process, like almost a year process of finding a manufacturer that would take on a small company just starting out. Yeah. That would make our products here in Canada. So baseline is quality. We yep. went for a company that had a reputation that is known for their quality, that stands behind their their um, their work, and mm-hmm. we can work out the engineering with them on the products we want made. Okay, right? cool. Yeah. So when it comes to our products, uh, our famo packs have a five year warranty on them. All right. Our extraction books, yeah. unfortunately, we warranty them in-house, right? Yeah. So we, if there's something like the stitching or the zipper breaks, we just replace that. Okay. Uh, but with the family packs, we will send that back to our manufacturer, you know, get yeah. that thing looked at, find out what the problem is and give a replacement okay. for up to five years. Wow. That's and, awesome. Yeah. That's so we stand warranty. like, pardon? Yeah, that is a solid That's warranty. a solid warranty. Yeah, it well, is. We're, we're, we want people to know that we stand behind our product, right? We're not yeah. going to brush people off if, you know, if the zipper breaks, if the, the threading comes out, like stitching comes out, um, it just, if it falls apart, we're going to look into it because yeah. we, we're, we're building a reputation on quality products and that's what we want to be about. Yeah, I get it. Um, and, and I'm guessing what you figured. So I don't know what you know about uh punisher waterfowl but about i don't know phil what was it like five years ago maybe two thousand this is 2023 so probably yeah somewhere around 2014 2015 um i was making my own bags i was doing decoy bags uh ammo pouches duffel bags 
um i I was creating all this stuff uh and and so same thing i was getting it done in in canada i had picked an ex-military rigger so um you know he was doing all my stitching he was building everything um so the the, a few things that i had learned in that process and and one of them and you you sort of touched on it is that in a asian nylon and north american nylon are two totally different things that they not even remotely close to being the same so when when you're talking about um a 500 denier cordura we actually do six yeah we do 600 we wanted to go a thousand but that's just overkill (laughs) yeah so that's what mine was mine was a thousand my all my stuff everything that i made was a thousand denier yeah, that's yeah, tough. it was, it was. But anyways, yeah. that it, that's not me like swinging my dick or nothing like that. That's that's just um, I wanted to give some some context to the fact that it is not an easy task mm-hmm. to do it in Canada to do it North America made. Like it's a lot easier to just dump dump the money into Asia. You can get a ton more product for for your dollar. Um, and and your margins uh for profit will be will be bigger right but with that you're sacrificing quality and you've obviously decided that uh profit doesn't uh isn't greater than quality in in your mind right so uh, it's good on you correct. like we're we'd rather build a reputation on quality products yeah. than grow big fast yeah. Right. We know this could be growing pains. Uh, we've had other companies reach out to us for manufacturing. And the first thing they say is make it overseas. We yeah. can make it for 25% of your, of your price overseas. And yeah. we can punch out a whole bunch. We can get it on like, you know, big retail shelves and all this other stuff. And it's like, it sounds great, but what happens when yeah. they start failing? Right. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's our name. It's our reputation. And the only way we're going to continue to make more products, you know, is based on quality. Yeah. No, that's what uh, reputation is going to be about. Absolutely. And, and, you know, like you got waterfowlers, waterfowl hunters are notoriously heard on gear. Mm-hmm. And, and even more so when you're hunting with buddies and they're using your gear, because you can ask Phil, because Phil took me and Mark out hunting two years ago and we brought out his brand new shiny real geese bags and mm-hmm. it was only an hour into it and me and mark had those, ain't no shiny no more <laughs> me and mark had those bags dirty and and we are we're hard on we're hard on gear right so you've got to have stuff um you know at the beginning of the season right now this isn't when gear breaks gear breaks in in december that's when gear right. breaks when when your your hands are cold and everything is freezing up and and that's what that's when shit breaks right so no it's good on, it's good on you man thank you philly yeah. i know like like with your background philly you know what what's your thoughts when it comes to load carriage and and that sort of thing you know what i mean like your background when it comes to every ounce matters like you you're you guys aren't carrying weight for the sake of carrying weight right like everything oh, is no, account no. everything's accounted for you know every yeah, ounce I, is accounted for right 
Yeah. Well, even um, like in my younger years, like my my close friend there, Andrew, we used to backpack. We used to backpack. We do portage trips. So like you're you're literally counting ounces because you got to carry this crap on your back. Or in some cases of some outfits, like um, you know, like like moly type gear and stuff. Like you yeah. got heavy things in there. Like you'll want that quality product, which obviously you know you're you're producing because you weigh down these bags and stuff and like last thing you want is stitching blowing out and mm-hmm. webbing blowing out and all this other jazz like you know and that's where you know obviously having you know a stellar backed canadian product like plays into that role and again us as waterfowlers like we are notorious and for anyone that's hunted with me for any duration of time they've seen what i've done to my camera gear to my guns to like everything it just gets mangled mm-hmm. um so again like you know weight counts for certain things you know and just the smallest things again like you know good stitching on a product proper stitching all the like these are these are a lot of things i don't think people take into consideration um and obviously i look at it from a slightly different standpoint one because of work base of what i do as well as like the the years I spent backpacking and stuff, and like you got stuff that's weighted down, whatnot. Like you know, manufacturing products and stuff. It's it's a whole bigger picture than what Joseph and I think really really knows about. And obviously, Andrew, like you've you've spent the time and have done the legwork, and yeah, like said five year warranty on a product. Where are you going to find that? Yeah, you're not where. You know yeah. what? We started with an Amazon box. You know, my, my wife, Jen, and I, when we were coming up with the idea, we were drawing it out. We we're like, okay, we need to kind of come up with a model. So it was literally like green painter's tape in an Amazon box. And we're cutting it with like, you know, our kids are some craft scissors and putting it together. I mean, like, okay, this is what it needs to be. And then we're trying to figure it out. And then talking to manufacturers, trying to get them to understand our vision. And then I'm having to think about, okay, when I'm in a layout blind or if I'm in an A-frame, how am I sitting? What angle am I on? You know, yeah. a lot of, a lot of, I don't want to say science. Like I'm not a science kind of guy, but like there's a lot of technical stuff that goes yeah, into absolutely. making kind of product. So absolutely. Have, it's got, it's got to be functional. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's not functional, like yeah. you can have a, a product that serves a purpose, but if yeah. it's not functional and user-friendly, then you've just eliminated your whole purpose of making it. Yeah. No, no, so. absolutely. I tell you what, um, I was making those decoy bags and the, and the boys liked the decoy bags. They sold well, but nothing sold like those duffel bags that I had. And dude, I'm telling you, that is something that every waterfowler wants because um, nobody wants to take their wife's suitcase when they go to hunt camp. <laughs> Trust me. And, uh, and I tell you, when you can make one of those duffel bags, um, I'm telling you, it it it's probably uh, something that that you should look at. And I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just I know I sold a ton of them. I just couldn't. We just couldn't um, make profit on them because we were using a thousand denier cordura um, and doing small batches. So um, it was it was hard for us to to keep to keep that tap on. But um, and you're obviously going at it a lot smarter than what I did because I literally woke up one morning and said i'm gonna do this and then went to my rigor buddy and said i want this this and this made um make it for me 
Uh, there was no research. There was no nothing. I just said, this is what I want. And he made it. And then I tried to sell it. So you're obviously doing it a lot smarter than what I did it. Um, so I'm not telling you what to do by no means, because I think you got a will in hand. Just learning things as I go, you know, <laughs> like, and, and I, I, I'm always learning no matter where I am, who I'm with. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just trying new things. Right. And you never know unless you try. No, absolutely. Know? It's like, well, and, I, and, and that's good. You can, you can, you know, if it works or if it doesn't work, um, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you can say, well, I can scratch that off the, off the chalkboard because I know, <clears throat> I know I tried it. Right. So yeah, that, you that's miss the thing. 100% yeah. of the shots you don't take. Absolutely. 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 Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, ladies and gentlemen, the great one. Um, yeah. Andrew. So, you know, let's shift gears a little bit here and then we can come back and talk more about Halt. At first, no, actually explain the name. Also, okay, so that was that was an interesting adventure in itself. So my my mother is uh, English, and my in laws are English and Scottish, and so my wife is first generation Canadian. Yeah. So she's Scottish and English, and she's very much into the UK, likes Victorian era. Okay. And wanted something that had to do with waterfowl, and went back to roots. So there's a place in England called the Halstow Marshes, Halstow okay. Marshes, and it is the last best preserved marsh from, I think like the 1800s. And okay. it's where the groundskeepers and um, the gamekeepers would use the dogs and push geese and ducks down these channels into a man-made marsh that was... Right. It was different times, keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, it would be a, a netted marsh. Yeah. So it, it'd be like a turkey shoot, like shooting, you know, yeah. apples in a barrel kind of deal. Mm -hmm. But it's last best preserved marsh from that era. Okay, cool. So it has to do with waterfowl, has to do with our roots from you know background and whatnot. And That's we just awesome. thought it was fitting. Yeah, no, it is. It's awesome. I just I just I was just curious. That's all. Um, okay, so we're recording on the sixth of September. Tomorrow's the seventh, which is um, early goose for mm -hmm. most of southern Ontario. I don't know. Have Have you already been hunting, Andrew, or or are you starting tomorrow as well? I'm well. Actually, tomorrow is a special day for my son. It's birthday, so yep. we're gonna be skipping hunting on tomorrow, and we're gonna be taking out the kids on Friday, and we're going okay. out Saturday as well. So sure, but but what I uh, I guess. The biggest question, or I guess the question that I was asking, is your area has it been open already, or is it just open no, tomorrow? tomorrow? Yeah, open okay. Tomorrow. So just yeah. like the rest of us. So, so you, hey man, and and trust me, I've been there and I've done it. So, um, small kids, yeah, yeah, you got lots of time to chase birds. Uh, don't yeah, miss. Kids gotta don't, come first. Yeah, don't miss. Don't miss those important things. Um, so you're you're busy tomorrow, Philly. Are you are you laying the smack down tomorrow uh it looks like there's going to be some smacking I don't right know if it's a huge smackdown but right. uh I, i'm going to bring bring stuff into the woods oh you know, if I, come out heavier and you know in. what and you know what a little birdie told <clears throat> me and listen to this everybody a little birdie told me 
that Philly is not shooting sub gauge tomorrow. Yeah, I know, right? So, yeah, is this the beginning of Philly going back to the to the twelve? I I have hummed and hawed about buying another one. I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. I have hummed and hawed about buying another another twelve, just just in case. Just in but, case. Uh, just in case. You know, you can never have too many guns. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot the twelve for more. Just just for, you know, just like the good old days. Brendan Veerman, Marco Cunha, Corey Baker, all you guys are listening. These guys are fucking rolling their eyes at me right now. <laughs> and they're just 100%. so disappointed in you right But hey, now. I'm still shooting a Benelli. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm going give, to give the old SB to a, a go tomorrow. Okay. So, so, so for anybody, so stateside, I know you guys are into your early teal. Um, which is amazing. Um, I'm sort of kind of, but I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm jealous of early teal and, and I'll tell you why. And I think we talked about this on the last episode with uh, Dr. Bill Dickinson, when we talked about how people um, mistake wood ducks for teal. So, uh, so I'm sort of kind of happy that we don't have an early teal season because our mullet teal would be decimated if we had an early yes. teal season um we don't we don't have especially around here we don't have the amount of teal coming through that that you guys do down in the states so um so our our wood duck population mullet teal as dave calls them um it yep. would be decimated if if we were to bring in an early teal season so um our <laughs> consolation prize is for 10 days we get 10 days early goose or seven yeah, something like that. i think it is anyways um yeah i don't know it's like a week like, or something yeah um it's a week and we'll get um we can shoot 10 birds a day uh 10 geese a day so that's helping cut back on some of these resident birds that aren't really migrating or just hanging around um so the, the city birds the golf course birds yeah the golf course birds so um yeah. so that opens tomorrow for most of southern ontario I think uh, New Brunswick, uh, New Brunswick PEI, Nova Scotia, I think they have all been open this week. Uh, Newfoundland out west is open because I know Daryl Gilbert and Ungaros, I know they're shooting birds right now. So Alberta, Alberta is good. I think Saskatchewan is good. Um, so you know what, everybody, we're officially in the bird season. So it, it's, it's, well, it's about time. Central, Central Ontario, their goose is already open. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure season. I'm pretty sure everybody is open. And if anybody south of the border, if you're still waiting on your season to to officially start, please let us know and uh we'll we'll shed a tear for you. Um yeah, we'll think of you. Yeah, we'll think of you. But uh yeah, so um so bird season's open, so which which is awesome now for you, Andrew, because now it's more R and D time now for you, right? So, yeah. I, I'm not foolish enough to think that you're not enjoying your time out in the blind and hunting and stuff like that. But I'm I'm guessing every opportunity out hunting gives you the opportunity to think of more products that you can that you can bring to people, or more um, improvements or adjustments. I I guess adjustments would probably be the best word. 
um, more adjustments that you could add to products that you already have, right? Yeah, it's it's a good time to, you know, field test the products. Uh, you know, we've got our, our Gen 2 family pack this year. So okay. we've improved the design a little bit from last season. But one of our spots is right beside Luther Marsh. Okay. So we're planning on, like, you know, going to the marsh and seeing some other waterfowlers and saying, hey, you know, test this out. Tell me what you think. Awesome. You know, you want to try this out for the day and get some some honest feedback. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what we're about. We want to do the research and, you know, ask questions like, what have you guys had problems with, you know, and what would you like to see coming to market? Yeah. Um, d just give everybody your website right now while we can. I, and when we when I upload this, I'll I'll tag it in in the okay. caption and the whole bit but for anybody that's listening um www.halstow.co correct yeah, correct yeah, yep yeah so so if yep. you're wondering what the famo pack is or or the, the extraction bag and and any of that stuff um ladies and gentlemen you, you just hop right on andrew's website there at halstow.co and and you'll see what he's talking about. Um and and you know, um check it out and and maybe maybe you have some ideas on things that that you could uh, ping them and let them know, hey, have you thought about this or this or this? And maybe he already has and maybe he's already in uh development of it, but you should check it out so you have an idea of exactly what it is we're talking about on here. Absolutely, guys. Like if you want to send us a shit like you know, a uh... A shout out and you can email us at uh, sales at halso.co. And also, uh, if any of you are stateside, please email us if you're planning on ordering because we can work out shipping that's a lot more affordable that way than just going straight through the website. Our, there you go. our platform is based mostly for like Canada. But if you're yep. stateside and you're interested in one of the products, just send us an email. We'll work out the shipping and get you a better deal on the shipping. No, well, that's a really good point because I, most Canadians, um, most Canadians understand shipping from the states into Canada, right? Because we have reason to do it more often. Um, but I don't think that there's a, a wide group of people in the states that's getting stuff shipped from Canada into the states, and and. The people that don't, I think there may be some apprehension there because, well, A, it's already expensive enough to, to ship just staying in your own country, let alone crossing borders. So, you know what, it, it is a good thing that, that you're able to, you know, take those take those one-on-one -on -one calls and try and come up with a solution to get people their product that try, you know, five bucks is five bucks, as they say, right? Yeah, we want our customers to be happy. We want like everyone to enjoy the products. And like, if you look at our mission statement, we want hunters to spend their time hunting, right? Not yeah. worrying about, you know, oh, it's just going to take like six weeks because I went through like one postal service versus another. You know, we'll find the cheapest shipping rate. Yeah. Um, we, we get a lot of traction through our site because we can see where people are coming from when they're yeah. looking at our site because it shows us live feed of who's looking from where and everything yeah. else. Like it doesn't tell us who they are, but yeah, what's yeah. we're at and yeah. the area and city. So yeah, send us a shout if you're interested and uh, we'll work it out. So. No, awesome. So, you know, and I know everybody says this and, and I think I've never heard a business not say this or a brand. 
but listening to you talk and and just the things you know the the five year warranty give us a call if if you're calling if you're ordering from the states that sort of stuff you know the customer the customer care is obviously a big part of of what you guys are trying to achieve here correct absolutely yeah okay. it's about it's about the reputation for us it's like making money is one thing but we're not about like making millions of dollars or anything like that we just want to have people enjoy our products mm -hmm. spend time hunting with their friends their family and their kids and just get out there and do what they love to do right for for me it's it's like seeing people have enjoyment in what they're doing yeah you know getting good feedback saying hey you know great job i love this product and it gives us the motivation to keep going and keep coming up with new stuff yeah um, do you guys, uh, and, and we don't expect you to, to let any cat out of the bag here, but do you have, um, I guess ideas right now that, that you're going to be privately just you and your team, um, doing trials and errors on this season? Uh, I'll let one out of the bag. So we're working Ooh. on a winter model for the family pack. Okay. So it's, uh be functional for when you're doing late season hunts okay it's like our area down that uh, we hunt in grand valley it's like the tundra right okay. it's all turbines there it's open field and it is like a sheet of ice some days and the biggest thing is keeping your hands warm right yep. making okay. sure that like everything stays dry because it does get ice rain some days yeah so we're working on some winter model equipment and trying to oh. test that later this season very cool very cool like in fairness Half of our season is cold. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And well, how often do you want to be wearing gloves? Exactly. So, yeah. Um, I just, you guys talk. I got to check something here because I know Bobby Hayes and the boys are going to be listening to this. And, oh. Well, and, and if you remember when we had uh, Bobby and Kyle on, they were talking about it being like over a hundred degrees down in Kansas. And I just got to find out what the temperature was today here. Um, because uh, this isn't, this, this isn't duck hunting weather that we're having right now. Right. Not at all. Brutal. <laughs> it's been so hot. Yeah. Like, and I'm going to be hunting tomorrow on Friday and yeah, like I'm, I'm thinking like shorts and Crocs. Oh yeah. Like almost, almost feels like dove hunting. I wear sandals and shorts and just pop in my layout blind. Like last year yeah. um, for opener, it was, it was hot as well. We were, we were cooking uh, ragu sausages in the cornfield. Like we had the like charcoal barbecue out and we're just chilling, having, you know, a good time. And then, you know, everyone's dying of heat. So we're all going back to the camp. <laughs> Luckily some of us brought shorts. Wow. <laughs> yeah. wearing camo. camo was not a thing that day. <laughs> wow. So, um, I thought we were going to beat Bobby um, when I said the heat, but it was only not, it's only 95 degrees here today, Bobby. So uh, I think you beat us uh, because it's still hotter in, in Kansas than, than what we are. But um, I digress. So you talk about, so you had that, that charcoal and, and you're, you're cooking out in the field and stuff. Have you yeah. seen this thing that, that, and and again, this is one of our tangents. We'll go off on Andrew. Have you seen that thing? It's called the Duck Blind Bistro. Um, 
Jeff Coates is Jeff Coates talks a lot about it. Have you seen this thing? No, I haven't. No. <laughs> Dude, this thing, and you know, this is what I love about um when when you hear fellas come up with with this idea, like someone will bring something to market and and start to sell, right? And and I'll look at it and go, just fucking brilliant. Like, why didn't I it think of sense. that? Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So so this thing. This duck blind bistro. Um, so you know those, you know, those like freezer rolls or like the Pillsbury dough by like biscuits yeah. and stuff like that. And you take them and you you cut them up and you put them in your oven and then they make like biscuits. Well, yeah. this thing, this is what this thing does, and and you can use it over your like uh what's that fucking stove, the jet boil we got. So you just take yeah. you turn your jet boil on. And you put this duck blind bistro thing on it with your biscuits and just put it in and it, and it makes your biscuits just like it was in the oven. But it, it's cool. like a it's like a clam, right? Like it just cl it closes up like this here. And yeah, it's like cast iron. Anyways, when when you brought up about, you know, the charcoal and you, you guys are making your sausage and stuff like that, I thought about this thing, this duck blind bistro. And I'm just like. In November, when it's cold and sloppy and wet and miserable and you could have a hot cup of coffee with a fresh biscuit and and say whatever whatever else tickles your fancy uh, some stew or something like that like there's nothing better than yeah. than to eat hot food in the field oh, what? i did i did a a small small creek hunt couple years ago with yeah. uh jordan stone yeah and two of his buddies there dave and charlie and charlie wheeled out a coleman stove yeah and like we're legitimately sitting there smashing mallards and he's frying up like like making fucking mix sandwiches there oh oh yeah dude like, i just thought about that could you yeah. imagine that if you just so that duck blind bistro if you took like just ham, bacon, cheese, something like that, and just fucking put it between those biscuits and then just cook them like that there. You'd be the most say, popular. Act... Wow. Oh, yeah, I do. I have a picture. Yep. So, so this is where it pays, folks, to subscribe to the fucking YouTube channel because I'm like, we're <laughs> having right. a show and that's tell right. time. Yeah, that's so, right. So you can see on here, there's a, there's a Coleman stove rocking and a big old right pile on. of fat green heads sitting behind it. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Awesome hunt. Like oh, we sm we're smashing mallards, 10 yards in the face, in the pooty hole. Yeah. And there's I Charlie would... whipping up bacon and eggs, toast, like, oh. But the, awesome. those are the hunts that, listen, I, I'm not foolish enough to say that you don't remember, you know, how can I say this? We spend the entire fall chasing these birds. So to remember every hunt, it's hard. It's hard to remember everyone because everyone turns into the same day, day in, day out, right? But when you, when rain is coming down sideways and you've hit, like you've found the X and, and birds are working, they're doing it dirty for you. And as Wade Shoemaker says, you know, those mallards are holding pumpkins coming in. Cupping pumpkins. And, and you know, you're cold and miserable and wet. And if someone breaks out like a Coleman stove or a jet boil or something like that to, 
have hot food out in the blind. I know it's Game something. Changer. It's yeah. something that I don't do enough of. I don't cook enough when I'm when I'm out, um, and it's something I got to change, um, or I got to find a group of buddies that do it. But um, yeah, it it it's something totally different. So there you go, Andrew. That's something else. You got to figure out something else. You got to figure out a new a new cooking. You know what? Food apparatus. has got to be like easily 20, 20% to 25% of like the hunt for me, because it's always about like who brought what, who's got snacks, you oh. know, who, who made goose jerky. Yeah. Uh, like when we were doing uh, the, the barbecue, that was totally unexpected. My buddy Josh showed up, started getting his gear out and he's like, here, take this. And I'm like, what is this? He's like, it's my barbecue, you know, That's he's awesome. like professional chef. And he's like, nice. yeah, let's, let's get some food going. And yeah. uh, we got this joke about it's all about the pep. It's all about the pepperoni because we have this little bit of superstition. When we get a couple of flocks coming in, we hit them hard. And then we get like 30, 40 minutes where we're just seeing nothing. Mm -hmm. We start to around a bag of pepperoni sticks and they start flying in again. So we got this joke about it's all about the pep. Okay. <laughs> well, and you, and you know, as soon as you break out the food, that's when the birds start working again, right? Yeah. Oh, my, my buddy, my buddy Andrew and I, we had this whole adage like years ago. Either take a leak, yeah, or have coffee, a smoke, or have a smoke, yeah, yeah, and get and buckle up because, like, yeah. you know, you know, your hands are going to be doing something when they when they, they can hold the gun, yeah, absolutely, yeah, every yeah. time, absolutely. So, Andrew, are you mostly on land or land and water, or mostly water? So, I when I started, I was always hitting the marshes, <clears throat> yeah. And since I came to Fergus, it's all field hunting. Right. You know, I still okay. love the marsh. I miss the marsh. Uh, I'm yeah. probably going to head up to Perry Sound sometime this season and hit up Nine Mile Lake. We've got a great marsh there that we've been going to for the last couple of years. Okay. But primarily, it's just there's the marshes around here. There's a lot of uh, out of towners that just fill them up. And it's right. just not enjoyable. And there's nothing wrong with them coming up or anything. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just I prefer to, like, you know, just have the space because that's yeah. what I'm out for. Right? I don't want to get my head clear. I want to just enjoy the hunt. Absolutely. You know, it's, the same, it's the same with like turkey hunting. You just want to sit up against a tree and just watch the animals and the sun come up kind of deal. Yeah. So. No, no, absolutely. I can, I can appreciate that. Um, I think, I think as we all um, mature and get older, I think we all start to look for the hunts to be a little bit more simpler, a little quieter. Um, yep. It doesn't have to be so chaotic uh, at the boat launch and, and those sorts of things, right? So, yeah, I, I, I can appreciate what you're saying. I, I'm guilty of it, but I've been like this pretty much my entire waterfowl hunting career because I'm a little bit antisocial. So, um, you know. We kind of get a 50-50 with the, the marsh, though, because, like, we tried for a number of years to get this one property, and we just nailed it last year. Um I, don't know if, I told you about the bear thing that happened, right? Mm -hmm. Last Thanksgiving, yeah. So there was an incident with a bear that well, also guys went and took care of it, and MNR was great with us, and we got that all settled. But the locals, like, it's all about again the reputation. So the farmers around right. got talking, and we ended up getting permission on this one property. It's like literally right outside the marsh. So like we getting them yeah. when they're coming in, when they're going out. Sometimes we're getting freebies because guys are sky blasting them, and they're landing right. dead in our spread. Like we're like, oh, are they coming in? Nope, just old off fellas and they just yeah. literally been dead right in our spring wow. freebies so wow that's yeah, it's kind of the best of both worlds in a way <laughs> listen um we're we're not quite at that hour mark 
but it is eight o'clock. We had a little bit of technical difficulties uh, starting off, and Philly is just chomping at the bit um, for this show to get over so he can start packing his bag and get ready for tomorrow. For uh, I had I had all day, all day to get this done. Of course, of course you did. Of course you did. And, and, you, like... and you and you procrastinated all day. Hey. Like they say procrastination is like masturbation. <laughs> Seems like a good idea at the time, but in the end, you're just screwing yourself. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is Phil Christian. Um, so Esquire. Yes. <laughs> Esquire, yeah. So, um, Andrew, buddy, it was awesome having you on. And, and, and I want to tell you that you have an open invite to come on the show anytime. You and Matt can, can jump on. Um, don't wait for an invite um, because I get the blinders on, especially with the season coming up now, I'll get the blinders on and Wednesday morning I'll wake up and I'll be like, shit, I don't have anybody for the show tonight. Um, so um, you may get messages very last minute um, because I'm in a bind and I need somebody to come on the show. No worries, brother. <laughs> but with that being said as well, if you're out and, and, you know, you're doing product development, or if you're trying, if you just want to hear what people's thoughts are on anything, if you need our platform for anything for Hallstow, please do not hesitate to ask us. Um, because you. you're you're welcome on the show anytime, and and the platform is is here for you to use to promote your stuff and and to do whatever it is that you need to do, um, to to grow your business because. Uh, and Philly will say it, and, and Mark and Ryan and Dave, if they were here, excuse me, they would say it as well as that. It's a good thing that you're doing this. Um, we need more. We need more Canadians doing this. We need more people um, willing to try. Um, listen, it's not easy, and if it was easy, everybody to be doing it. Um, but it is really important, and and we're in your corner, and we'll do whatever we can to help you, buddy. Uh, and that's a promise. Um, so do not hesitate to ever reach out to us. Uh, we'll do a quick round the table. I'll give you the last word and then, uh, and then we'll call her a night Philly to you, buddy. And you can always like sneak peek some preview of stuff yeah. on here too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then uh, like, how many, how many like, Oh, like first light. Yeah. Notorious for it. All these like wicked videos are put on YouTube. It's like, what's he wearing? Yep. What's that in the background? Like, you know, Absolutely. Just, you know, stuff like that. But again, Andrew, it's amazing having you on. Like it's it's unbelievably humbling and great to see, you know, another Canadian producer of Canadian made products Absolutely. made in Canada. You know, like it's just there's not enough of that here. Yeah. Um, and more so targeting the waterfowl and I guess to an extent the hunting um world so to speak um like hopefully getting that you know positive feedback you know just makes you grow makes you you know stronger um and my my, my biggest saying to anyone that chirps oh that's that's garbage that shit this and that well if you think that product's so fucking bad mm. see you go make it better yeah make it better yeah yeah uh accept the challenge yeah you know, see a lot, a lot of people running their mouth off on, on social media it's like hey <laughs> Let's see you do it better. Yeah. I see a lot of people chirping fucking ammo companies. I don't you see you downstairs with a fucking press there, sweetheart. <laughs> so again, 
Oh boy, zero fucks given. <laughs> Anyways, Andrew, again, absolute honor and pleasure to have you on. Fergus is not a far drive to Port Perry. Come out this fall. You can smash some uh, smash some pandas if you want. There you go. We're definitely gonna have to get together, guys, and get some hunts in. Yep. That'd be great. You know what? Yeah, that I, would be awesome. Thank you so much for having me on the show today, guys. It, it means a lot to us. And uh, you know, I got a lot of people that are like, "Oh, is it gonna is it gonna be aired live? Is you know what's happening?" Uh, that's why I was sending. We're, we're not that fancy. <laughs> no, my first time being interviewed and you know being on a show with with you guys. So it's it's been an experience and it's been a lot of fun. And I really greatly appreciate all the support you guys have shown us. And uh, yeah, we look forward to. I look forward to being back on the show and maybe I'll get Chris or Matt on next time with me and we'll have a yeah. good chat. No, absolutely, buddy. Bring bring them all on, and uh, and yeah, we're here for you. We're in your corner. So all you got to do is reach out and ask. We will try and gear up a hunt. Um, yeah, we will try and do that. And um, listen, everybody. Andrew still hasn't made up his mind about coming to the refuge yet. He still hasn't done it. So here's my challenge to you: is that I need you guys to start pinging him on social and get him and start using cool. some peer pressure and making here's, sure here's he an shows open, up. <laughs> here's an open invite to blow up his inbox. That's right. So I want to, I want to see, I want, I want Andrew to message me in the next couple of days saying, Damien, you're an asshole because my inbox is flooded out with, with people telling me I got to show up to the refuge. So please do. And and remember, Philly sort of kind of alluded to it, but like and share and subscribe to us. Um, it really means a lot to us, and and it gives us a little bit more um, legitimization. Is that a word, Philly? Legitimization it is now. Creative it spelling, now. bro. There it is. It legitimization. <laughs> Hooked on phonics worked for me. Yeah. That is episode one hundred and fifty-eight. Of the Union 0430. As always, we will never pretend to be anybody that we're not. We're not experts. We won't pretend to be. We're a bunch of friends that love one another's company and love hanging out. Big love. Surround yourself with good people and don't be a douchebag to one another. Until next week. Right on.